Hey guys, welcome to the Dylan Farley Podcast, our third episode today on Sunday, April 11th. Um, so tomorrow we are under two hours away from Monday, April 12th, which is trade deadline day. And on trade deadline day in the NHL, there's a lot of trades made because it's trade deadline day. But a few of the big names include Taylor Hall, Matthias Janmark, maybe. I mean, there's actually not very many big names. I mean, David Savard was one of the biggest names, and he's already been dealt. But with that, this is a bit of a spoiler. Let's discuss a few of the players that have been dealt. So Nikita Gusev, we discussed in our episode Friday, that he was being waived by the New Jersey Devils in with the intent of terminating his contract. And they did that because he cleared waivers and he signed a contract in Florida. So Nikita Gusev is a Panther. Devin Dumnik, who was a goaltender for the Minnesota Wild for the past few years before this season, went to San Jose and he was traded to Colorado yesterday. Um, David Savard from Columbus was sent to Tampa Bay and Columbus received two picks, and Tampa Bay also received Brian Lashoff from Detroit, who's not really relevant. But Detroit got a draft pick, and Columbus got two draft picks. Columbus retained 50% of Savard's salary, and Detroit retained 25%. So 75% of David Savard's salary is being paid by other teams, and Tampa only has to pay 25% of his salary, although he is a pending UFA, so it won't really matter in the long term unless he does resign there. And it will probably be for less money than he's making right now. Brandon Montour, he was traded from Buffalo to Florida yesterday. Um, he's been a defenseman in the league for a few years now. He was in Anaheim, went to Buffalo before um, last season or the year before that. Um, Riley Nash. He is out four to six weeks with what I believe was a lower body injury. And he was dealt to the Toronto Maple Leafs from Columbus yesterday for a conditional seventh round pick. Um, also, today, Nick Foligno, a big name, dealt to the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. And the Leafs gave up a first and a fourth for the 33-year-old player. I mean... He's good still for what he is. He's not worth a first and a fourth. And the San Jose Sharks were also involved in this trade. They sent Stefan Nesson, uh, maybe a extra forward depth kind of guy. Um, he went from San Jose to Toronto. And the Leafs sent a fourth round pick to San Jose to get him as well. And it is believed that that Columbus and San Jose are retaining part of Foligno's salary, both teams. Um, there weren't really any other big names dealt. Jonas Seigenthaler, he was traded from Washington to New Jersey. You're all wondering who that is. A lot of people are. Um, Montreal acquired John Merrill from Detroit. Um, so yeah, that's about all that's happened for the trade deadline. The other night, we already discussed the Palmieri Zajac deal to New to the New York Islanders. Um, I mean, tomorrow there's still a few decent names to be dealt. 
Um, Taylor Hall, Mikel Granlund, maybe Matthias Ekholm. I don't know. We mentioned Nashville the other day. Depends what they want to do. They might deal their guys and they might not. They won't be buyers, but they might not be sellers either. So, um, yeah, the NHL trade deadline coverage starts on Sportsnet tomorrow at noon in Trade Center. The deadline is at 3 p.m. Eastern, although you will still be hearing about trades a lot later than that time. Um, yeah, so make sure you'll probably be at home. So make sure you're listening because it's going to be good. A lot of big names to be dealt. Um, there are a lot of teams, too, that are in the market to buy guys. I mean, Mike Hoffman, he's a name that's been brought up now. Um, it has been rumored that he he is going to Montreal. I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on, you know. Taylor Hall. It sounds like he'll be going to Boston, Colorado, Remington. It's kind of been like that all along. But we don't really know where he is going. You can't say, like, I don't know. Who's a good example? Like, Kyle Palmieri, people were saying he's going to go to the Islanders, and he did go there. Although, it was also a possibility that Taylor Hall was going to go to the Islanders, but now they got Palmieri and Zajac. They won't be able to get Taylor Hall unless they can get Buffalo to retain a crazy amount of his $8 million salary. Um, so, yeah, that's going to put our trade deadline talk to a halt here. Um, I wanted to try something new today. Um, so it was in the late 80s and 90s on Saturday Night Live, there used to be a thing called Deep Thoughts. And I was into this about a year ago or so, and I was reminded of it last night, and I thought that would be a good thing to do every episode. And um, yeah, they're pretty funny it's just deep thoughts, you know, just kind of when you're really like just laying in bed, looking at the ceiling because you can't fall asleep. You're up for four hours and you think of these inspirational things. So let's go to Jack Handy for our first one. And now deep thoughts by Jack Handy. We used to laugh at Grandpa when he'd head off and go fishing, but we wouldn't be laughing that evening when he'd come back with some whore he picked up in town. Was that not motivational or what? I mean, if that's not motivational, what is? Seriously. You might be laughing at that. It's... Okay, yeah, laugh. It's funny. But, I mean, it's motivational. It's Jack Candy, for crying out loud. Anyway, there's another thing we're going to be doing every day now, and it's kind of an honor. We'll say it's an honor of, Al- in a- of Alex Trebek, because that sounds nice. You know, that sounds caring. But really, it's an honor of Aaron Rodgers, because everybody likes football. When you like football, you like Aaron Rodgers. You don't really hate Aaron Rodgers. So, um, yeah, we are going to do, every day, a final Jeopardy question, which is quite interesting. Because people can be good at Final Jeopardy. It really depends on what it is. So we are going to do one every day that I'm going to just find somewhere that you'll be able to get. It's not going to be anything about like Shakespeare or anything, but it's not going to be like simple either. But you're going to like this. It's good. 
and we are going to go to Alex Trebek right now. I don't know if the category Europe narrows it down or expands it, but we'll find out with this clue, won't we? Once a feudal state, it has the highest capital city in Europe at an elevation of about 3,300 feet. Good luck, 30 seconds. Well, that was our final Jeopardy of the day. We will give you a bit more time to think of that one. Um, so we'll just give you a few moments of silence here. All right, we are back right here. Hope you thought of your answer for our final Jeopardy. And we're going to go to Alex Trebek for the answer. Andorra. And well, hope you got that one right. I never even heard of that, so you probably haven't. Anyway, we are going to keep the sports talk going here because we are bringing back somebody you have heard before. On our show, it was in our first episode you heard him, our NBA and NFL insider and analyst. It is Landon Lewis as he is coming back for his epic return. Landon, how are you doing today? Pretty good. All right, so we do have a few questions for you. I wanted to bring up first. I looked it up after we talked the last time, and you said something that CD Lamb had to be doubled in Dallas. But when you double somebody like CD Lamb, what are you going to do with other guys like Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper? Well, that's the problem with doubling anyone. I mean, when you watch some old clips of Julio, he had to be doubled in his prime. But, I mean, Atlanta obviously doesn't have a lot of great players when you think about them now. But, but like, I mean... Personally, I think C.D. Lamb, when he obviously has gotten further in his career, will need to be doubled. And I was trying to talk more in the future, and it is hard. You're going to have to cover him singly because, I mean, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, you have those superstar wide receivers. And um, obviously, it's it's difficult, but have you not seen what happens when he's in single coverage? Yeah, it's true. I mean, it. I that is, that is a problem with a lot of teams. You don't know... You, 
if you put not enough coverage on this guy, he's going to walk all over you. But if you put too much coverage on him, you got other guys that'll walk all over you. So that is a big problem. You did say something too about T. Higgins that there wasn't much highlights of him. And what I did was I looked up T. Higgins stats and I compared them to CeeDee Lamb stats. And T. Higgins actually only had 27 less receiving yards than CeeDee Lamb. He had three less receptions than CeeDee Lamb did. And he had one more touchdown than CeeDee Lamb did. So you said that CeeDee Lamb had to be doubled, but you also said that T. Higgins wasn't a very good receiver. I mean, you didn't say that, but you didn't make him sound like he was very good. So, I mean, there's not really... They were very close in comparison when you looked at their stats, and you could say CeeDee Lamb had Andy Dalton and um, Garrett Gilbert, or whatever that guy's name was, throwing to him. But for the second half of the season, T. Higgins had Brandon Allen and Ryan Findlay throwing to him. So, at least people have heard of Andy Dalton. Yeah, well, the thing is... You put CeeDee Lamb in that wide receiver core in Cincinnati, like let's say A.J. Green's still there. CeeDee Lamb's going to get way more targets. He's going to get way more yards, way more touchdowns. You put T. Higgins on that Dallas roster, I think Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, will just trump him in yards because personally I think different rosters would equal different things. You can't put a WNBA player in the NBA. You know how that's going to work? Probably not too great. You might trigger some some of our snowflake viewers out there, but I don't care. Yeah, nobody really does. Um, all right, so you justified yourself there. We're gonna go to a few other questions now. Um, in our last episode, you weren't here. We spoke about the Deshaun Watson case, and the trial led to thirteen of his accusers being ID'd. Um, what are your thoughts on that and the other things going on in with the Deshaun Watson case right now? Well, I don't know too much about this, but I'm just going to say a lot of teams would love to have Watson. And at the start, everybody's like, oh, okay, three people. All right. Could just be people, you know, making stuff up. But now when you get to in the tens of people, it's a bit of an issue. And it brings a toxic behavior into an organization. And that's never a good thing. Like Antonio Brown, when he went to the Mm -hmm. Raiders, what happened when that? when he did that oh it was a disaster it was worse than in pittsburgh and pittsburgh was a big mess we heard after he did leave there exactly and um so would you want that toxicity on a team i i know nobody uh, does i i mean you could be a team like you could be a team like denver for example a team that you have a lot of good assets you if, if you had a good quarterback you would have the team you need to go on a decent playoff run and to be a contending team but they're missing a quarterback. And they thought Drew Locke was going to be the answer. He had an okay rookie year. He did not have a good year this year. And say you added Deshaun Watson on a team like that, obviously you'd be losing some assets on your good team to get him. But you'd rather have Deshaun Watson. And a team like Denver could probably end up having a good year. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, their tight ends are fairly good. Noah Fant. I mean, he's a yeah. great target to have. Uh, Cortland Sutton. He's another good yeah. wide receiver. And Jerry Judy in the future. Oh, oh for sure. He's going to be great. But... Um, but that's the thing is Deshaun Watson, no teams are going to want this. I mean, there might be a team out there who thinks like, like Tom Brady thought when he wanted Antonio Brown to come to New England, wanted him to come to Tampa. He said, yeah, he said, okay, if you're going to be here, you're going to act like a normal human being. Like you're not going to be crazy. You're going to, you're going to be normal. The second you do something, you're done here. And a team could say that to Deshaun Watson. Although the difference is though, is 
Deshaun Watson is an all-star quarterback. Antonio Brown now Out of his prime. is just kind of a mediocre wide receiver. So it's a lot easier to say, if you do this, we're going to cut you to Antonio Brown than it is to say, if you do this, we'll cut you to an all-star quarterback. I feel like it more would have been a slap on the wrist. It would have been like, yeah. don't do it again. If you do, we'll give you two slaps on the wrist. You can't really cut yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you can't just cut him. I mean, you can try trading him, but there's... And teams, if, but if teams are going to catch on to that. Exactly. Like, if Once you start trading Deshaun Watson twice, yeah. teams are going to be like, ooh, there's an issue. Why yeah, are well, they doing that? Yeah, well, Especially they, Denver. Teams are already thinking that, and they're going to look back at this incident that's happening right now, and they're going to like they're gonna bring that to what's happening then with a second or maybe even a third team trying to trade him. It's just teams are going to want to take that risk of having him. Exactly. And again, with the whole Antonio Brown situation, some people just can't be set straight. Yeah. And I mean... Josh Gordon, when he played for the Patriots, everybody thought he was going to have a big comeback here, and he got right back into the drugs. And, I mean, it's sad in that instance because it's an addiction, but still, you can't have a guy on your team who's doing illegal substances and playing the next day. Yeah. Again, it's just it's not okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so, and if there's anything you didn't really say, maybe – I'll just kind of let you say anything else you didn't get to say just about the whole Deshaun Watson I case in general. I think I got enough of it out. All right. So what we're going to go to now is we're going to go over the – I talked about the NHL pending free agency the other day, and I said we were going to wait for you to do that with the NBA. So I have a list of free agents pulled up here, and I'll just kind of get you to go through the main guys that we have listed that are pending free agents, like Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan – I mean, what do you think? How do you do you guys do you think these guys are gonna resign? Who do you think will hit free agency and what do you think will happen with these guys? I don't know. Chris Paul is having a fantastic year with Phoenix. Actually brought that organization into the top three into the league. Last year, they were absolute garbage. Um, but he's getting older. So I don't know a lot of teams that would want a thirty year old point guard who's getting older. I mean he has been getting worse over the years, and it's right, been he's proven. he's 36. Yeah, so I don't know many teams that want an old guy, and obviously he might want a two-year deal, and I think the best he's ever going to get is a one-year deal back with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to Kawhi Leonard because I don't even follow basketball that much, but I have I actually heard somewhere that Toronto was a team that would like to get Kawhi Leonard back, and they were talking about that, but is Toronto really a team in the right place to be signing guys like Kawhi Leonard. Well, or, the thing is is that he was already there. Right? Yeah. And he left because he wanted to be in his hometown. And when what I see a lot in basketball, here's two examples. Kyrie wanted to go back to his home, um, which was, I believe, New York. So where did he go? He went to Brooklyn. Yeah. And Kawhi said, I want to go back to my home, which was L.A. So he went to the Clippers. And if he wants to stay home, I'm sure the Clippers would be extremely happy to re-sign a superstar player like that. And he is getting older as well, but players with that much talent, it would take another two or three years for that to really affect a player like that. Yeah, well, that is the thing with the NBA that you notice, though, is it's a lot different in, like, the NHL or the MLB or something, and it's kind of like that in the NFL, but the NBA... These star athletes just completely control their entire careers. I mean, yeah, I mean it's true. There is a guy, if he is in, say somebody's in 
Portland and they say, you know what? I don't like it in Portland. I want to go to New York because they're going to be good in a few years. So I want to be on that team. And the team essentially just, the team just says, okay, because it's a player controlled league. It's yeah, it's all up to the players. You and can't, also they you control- can't have, you can't have a team in a crap market just suddenly become good or something because you you won't have star players that want to be there. If they don't want to be there, they're not going to be there. Exactly, and the problem is as well is that when you don't, it's kind of almost a frowned upon thing. Yeah. Like when a player says, I want out, then they sit, and then that's just, it's a waste. Yeah. And not only that, like if a player wants to leave, when you look at the Kawhi incident actually, they can control other careers as well. He, Kawhi said, I want out. He said, I want to go home. Where did he go? He went home. He went to the Clippers. And he said, I'm not going to be the only person with the Clippers. Paul George, why don't you come with me? It's a very influential player league. So when Kawhi says, Paul George, you should come with me. What did Paul George do? He went and he signed with the Clippers. So they, in a way, can convince other players to do they want them to do. It's it's incredible because in football, if let's say, um, oh who just give me a random football player, um, Tyler Lockett. All right, Lockett says he wants out, but he's one of the top wide receivers in Seattle. Can they really afford to lose him? I mean, they do have DK Metcalf, but they'll probably be like no. And if he does sit on the bench, well, oh, well, then we'll get rid of you. Well, you might also see an incident like the Steelers had with Le'Veon Bell a couple of years ago where he said, I want to go. Steelers said no, and they, when his contract was up, they they put a franchise tag on him. So Le'Veon Bell, he didn't show up. He sat at home the entire season and just watched some watched football from home. And that's really when James Conner became a thing in Pittsburgh. But Le'Veon Bell, they tagged him. He didn't want to be there. He just didn't report. I mean, he was fined. He was punished, but he didn't care because... Anyway, we're going to go back to basketball now. So, Kawhi Leonard, just in general, do you think he will walk or do you think he will stay with the Clippers? I think he will stay, but if Paul George leaves, I don't know what's going to happen, right? Like you said, it's so player-driven, we don't know what's in their heads. An Mm -hmm. organization can come out and say anything, but, I mean, will Kawhi instantly say? And he's known as... The robot. That was literally his nickname for not speaking. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he'll come out and make a comment saying he wants to leave, and we'll just have to wait. Yeah. So just a moment ago, I did mention um, Kawhi Leonard. If he would go back to Toronto, because I have heard that there are rumors about that, and I asked if Toronto was really a team in the state where they want to sign guys like Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry is also a pending free agent. He's in Toronto right now. This would really decide if Toronto is in that state where they want to be signing guys or if they want to be looking towards kind of almost rebuilding. I mean, not maybe not rebuilding, but just kind of remodeling kind of, like just kind of trying to get some younger and better guys. Because if they do let Kyle Lowry walk, then that could really change the state of the team. Well... They've also stated very heavily before the trade deadline that they wanted to move him. Yeah. So I would not want to stay with a team 
that wanted to get rid of me, but then they decided that they're going to want to keep him until the deadline. But when that word until, like until the end of the year, kind of says, well, next year we don't want you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that would free up a lot of cap space um, and obviously uh, enough maybe to get Kawhi, but I don't know if they're really in that position where they would want a player who didn't want to stay. Like if he didn't want to stay in the first place, would he come back? Um, and Siakam was a great player um, for the Raptors. He's yep. very inconsistent, though. His numbers are all over the board. But, I don't know, Siakam's a great second guy. So if they got a guy like Kawhi, that would be almost the exact roster that they had when they won the championship year. And I believe it could happen again if they got Kawhi. But, again, it's a player-controlled league. If Kawhi doesn't want to go there, he's definitely not going there. Yep. Right? So... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And I've also heard rumors, um, DeMar DeRozan going back to the Raptors, but yeah, well, he is a, he, he, I was actually about to bring him up because he is also a pending for agent for this year, but he's also older, right? So you don't want to build around an old guy who's going to be going soon. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I've heard rumors about that, but that was a while ago. Uh, but yeah, free agency isn't for a while. And I'm actually very excited for that to happen to see where some of these big names will go. Yeah. So, your thoughts, Kyle Lowry, do you think he'll walk or stay in Toronto? I think he will leave because he's older. Uh-huh. And um, I think they should have traded him before the deadline because he has a lot more value now than he would next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm going to ask you this for Chris Paul, too. We already discussed him. But, Chris Paul, do you think he walks or stays with Phoenix? Um, I think at most he'd get another year extended onto that contract uh, to stay for another year. Or another team would pick him up for a year, but I don't think they would give him anything more. Okay, and DeMar DeRozan, I always said I was about to bring him up, and you said something about him returning to Toronto, so does that mean that you think he will walk, or do you think he stays in San Antonio? I don't think he would want to stay in a place that just lost LaMarcus Aldridge to the Nets. He was one of their best players, and uh, obviously San Antonio, not a big name you've heard since Tim Duncan. Uh, not a great team at all and hasn't been for a very long time. So if I was in issues, I'd be leaving. So yes, I'm going to say that he's going to walk. Yeah. Okay. And there's one other guy I want to mention on here, Victor Oladipo. And he's had a pretty good year in Houston this year. I'm going to get your thoughts on that. Well, he did go to the heat very recently. Um, Averaging 17 and a half points, that's a pretty good year by his standards because he did actually um, had a couple down years with injuries, of course. Um, but he's actually very good, and I think he would stay, especially with a roster of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, uh, some great players. Honestly, I I think he would stay. Um, when you're having a good year like that, I don't understand why we, you would leave. So I think he would stay. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for Landon Lewis. Uh, Thanks for coming on once again, Landon. Um, I just wanted to quickly say, for the NHL tonight, um, the Dallas Stars and National Predators are currently in a shootout 2-2. That's the only game still going. The other games are done. The Penguins beat the Devils 5-2. Um, Washington, they blew out Boston 8-1, um, and Boston did not score that one goal 
till the third period. It was 6 nothing at one point, and they ended up winning 8-1, which honestly doesn't really help the case. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins defeating the New Jersey Devils 5-2, to so I'm happy about that. Nothing really to talk about. Colton Sevier, after he cleared waivers yesterday for Pittsburgh, he scored two goals tonight. Um, an impressive performance for him. And then one other game I wanted to mention, the Buffalo Sabres defeated the Philadelphia Flyers 5-3. to Philadelphia, they have been such a train wreck suddenly the past month or so. I mean, they've been blown out by the Rangers multiple times. They've also been beat pretty harshly a couple other times. They elucidated a Buffalo, a team that was just on like an 18-game losing streak. I mean, this team has gone severely downhill. We mentioned the playoff race the other night, and I mentioned Carter Hart, and he had, like, Philly was hot at the start of the year. They were a good team. Like, they were hard to mess with, and you didn't want to mess with them. But suddenly, it's like, when you look at a, ske- a team schedule, you say, this team plays still has two games against Buffalo, two games against Jersey, and two games against Philly in the East. And then you say they have two games against Washington and a game against Pittsburgh or something. Is Philly going to be a hard game like against Washington or against Pittsburgh? Or is it going to be an easy game like Buffalo or Jersey? You're going to look at it more like a game against Buffalo or Jersey than you will like a game against a harder team. I mean, they have got to figure this. They got to figure this out. I mean, I don't know why Elaine Vigneault was still in Philly. They have been doing awful recently, and he's had success in Philly. But when a coach is doing this bad with a team, if a team is doing this bad in general, the coach has to go. And Elaine Vigneault staying there. I mean, Montreal fired Claude Julian. They were right to do that, although. I thought they I thought they'd have to hire another coach. I didn't think Dominique Ducharme was the answer, and he hasn't been. Montreal has underperformed so much the past couple months. They did great at the start of the year, and they've kind of tanked since then. Not tanked, they're still in a playoff spot in the fourth seed comfortably in that Canadian division. But I mean they have the talent to be competing with teams like Toronto, like Winnipeg, and they're not in the standings anyway. Um, they do play Toronto tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on TSN 2 and TSN 4, so watch that. That'll be a good game. I know I'll be watching um, after I am watching Trade Center on Sportsnet because that's always interesting as well. Um, so we're just going to look at the East Division standings as we talk about Philly, so Washington and the Islanders both tied for first the exact same records at 58 points. Sitting at third with 56 points, only two games behind those teams is Pittsburgh. And then behind Pittsburgh by eight points with 48 is the Boston Bruins. And then four points behind them tied at 44 with the exact same records is the Rangers and the Flyers. And you look at the goal differential. The goal differential is the difference between your goals for and your goals against. The Rangers and Flyers are tied, and this is the tiebreaker that would give the Rangers the advantage over Philly after regulation wins and regulation plus overtime wins. The Rangers are a plus 21 in goal differential, meaning they've scored their opponents by 21. Philly has a goal differential of minus 26, which is 
quite outrageous. But that's because they've been blown out multiple times. And they truly are not doing great. I mean, shockingly, Jersey is so bad that they're still 10 points behind Philly. And not shockingly, Buffalo is 8 points behind Jersey. So that East Division, it's really starting to get like really far apart after the top three that are all within two points. The Rangers and Philly are tied, but they're being really pushed out of the playoff race because Boston has played two less games than those team teams, and Boston is four points ahead of them. So I say Boston has the two games in hand. You could say that they might not win those two games, but really, though, the odds are better of them winning that than the Rangers and Philly winning two games if they had two games in hand on Boston. So you keep an eye on that. The other night, something I forgot to talk about was the Hart Trophy race. And I was also going to mention the Rocket Richard Trophy race, which I think is pretty safely going to Austin Matthews, which if any superstar player was competing in that Canadian division, they would be safely getting that. If you put a player like Patrick Kane, if he was in the Canadian division, he would probably have more points than McDavid, I'm sa- it's safe to say. He's had a great year in a central division, a team where you have to play Carolina, Tampa, and Florida, three competitive teams, eight times. You have to play Nashville and Dallas and Columbus, three solid defensive teams right there. And then you just kind of get to, you know, have fun with Detroit, but everybody does. And Detroit hasn't been awful this year, really. I mean, they were a lot worse last year than they have been this year. I mean, Detroit's 28th overall. Anaheim, Ottawa, and Buffalo were all doing worse than them, so that's a plus. They're not dead last. Buffalo is. And the sad thing is, they won't get the first overall pick because the NHL has a draft lottery. But the last place team, they changed the lottery rules they're now guaranteed a top three spot. So it's not terrible like Detroit falling to the fourth pick in this past draft. I mean, it's better than it was, but the lottery is still a joke itself, I think. I don't like it. So Hart Trophy race. You got McDavid, you got Settle, you got Matthews Marner, you got Patrick Kane. Those are really the five that are in the talk for it. And... It's probably going to go to McDavid. But even if McDavid does walk away with the scoring title, Patrick Kane, with the year he's had in that division that we just discussed, for you Raptors fans, by the way, they just lost 102-96 to to the Knicks. But when you look at Kane's stats, I mean, McDavid has 69 points, Drysdale has 61, Matthews, Marner, and Kane... All have 52 points. Patrick Kane is in so much more of a solid defensive division than Matthews and Marner are. Matthews and Marner gets to walk all over teams like Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, Edmonton. Teams that have no defense. And I'm just seeing five of the six other teams with them in that Canadian division. Winnipeg is the only team that can really give those two a challenge defensively. And their defense isn't even that good. And who knows if they are going to try to acquire a right-handed defenseman at the deadline or not. It sounds like they will, but and, and they should, but I'm not so sure. There's not really the right assets out there 
for them. Although what I did hear was they offered a third round pick to Ottawa to get Braden Coburn, who's a 36-year-old defenseman who has been a healthy scratch pretty much all year in Ottawa. When you're a healthy scratch in Ottawa, you are bad. And Winnipeg tried giving up a third round pick to get a guy who was a healthy scratch in Ottawa. And not only was that stupid, Ottawa said no to that. Does Ottawa think they're getting a first-round pick for this man? Does Ottawa think that if Pittsburgh tried trading Sidney Crosby to Ottawa, that Braden Coburn would, would be too good to give up for Crosby? Straight-up deal, Crosby for Coburn, can't. We want Coburn. We want that seventh defenseman. What do they think they're going to get for this guy? I mean, they want to trade him. And if you're shopping a guy, you're not going to want as much for him as if you weren't trading him. You weren't shopping him. Like, if I just randomly went up to a team like, say, the Islanders right now, and I just wanted to get Josh Bailey, they'd say, well, no, he's one of our top forwards, and we're a contending team, we want him. I'd have to give up a lot more to get him than if they were shopping Josh Bailey and they didn't want him. Like, Brandon Coburn, you're not going to get, no other team is going to offer a third-round pick for Brandon Coburn again, ever in Braden Coburn's career. I will promise you that. I don't know what you're thinking. If you want to get rid of Braden Coburn and somebody just offered you a third round pick, you laugh and you take that offer and you tell the other general manager how stupid and how much of an idiot they are for offering a third round pick for Braden Coburn. But now you're the joke, Ottawa, which you always have been. So that really is going to do it for us here today. Um... I'm trying to shorten these episodes, kind of, and I didn't quite succeed. It's still our shortest, but not by much. Whoa, hold on. We got a breaking trade right now between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames. The Toronto Maple Leafs have acquired David Riddick from the Calgary Flames in exchange for a third-round pick. Why the heck would they do that? They don't need David Riddick. Jack Campbell has been 11-0 as a backup. While Anderson's been hurt, and Anderson's going to be back soon enough. Do they think they're going with Campbell over Anderson on a playoff run? And if they do that, Anderson's still a great backup to have. I mean, if Anderson's not good enough to be a starter, he's still great, would be a great backup in the playoffs. If you do want to start Jack Campbell ahead of him, why do they need David Riddick? That's a stupid move. They have Michael Hutchinson there. They have Joseph Wall coming up as a prospect. They really need a guy. They traded that. They traded Miko Lettinen, their top defensive prospect, just to get Vivo Vivalainen. If I said the, if I pronounce letter V enough. From Columbus, straight up, like that was enough for Miko Lettinen, who was a good defensive prospect, second best at Toronto, a better prospect than Timothy Lilgren. And now Lettinen's gone to Columbus for Vevelinen, who is a goaltender. So they have three guys that have the potential to be a backup to Jack Campbell and Frederick Anderson. There's five good goalies that could do it. And they just went and traded a third round pick away for David Riddick. And why would Calgary deal him? He's been better than Markstrom this year. They've started him ahead of Markstrom tons. Not just during back-to-backs, they've started him ahead of Markstrom. And from the Calgary games I've watched, which I watch them every time they play in Hockey Night in Canada in the late games, even if it is the early games, I watch them still. Riddick looks better than Markstrom does every single game Riddick plays. And he looks better all those games than Markstrom does every single game he plays. That was a dumb deal. 
when I just saw that, I just like sighed in disbelief that there were people that stupid working in a professional sports league. Unbelievable. So that's going to do it for us. Before we come back with our amazing outro that all of you love, we're going to go to a quick message from our sponsors. I believe we have one today. We do not have a sponsor. That is disappointing. We're going to have to work on that. Um, but what I was going to talk about was Craft Hockeyville, the Elsa Puck Talk, First Nation, New Brunswick community winning Craft Hockeyville. Um, I was going to say it's safe to say that there's no way they won the vote. And they were just named Craft Hockeyville for reasons that I'm sure all of you know and are thinking of right now. So we're not going to talk about it because then people are going to put labels on me that are so exaggerated. So yeah, no sponsor. So what does this mean for us? We get to leave you early. So take that. That's a punishment to you. That's a gift to me. Because that's less time with you. And we get to hear this fantastic song by good old Frankie. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be part of it New York, New York These vagabonds So guys, once again, thank you for listening to the Dylan Farley Podcast. This was our third episode, Sunday, April 11th. Um, remember, wherever you're listening, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. But you got an email from them today. I think I have to re-verify my podcast or something stupid like that. I don't care. I don't think very many people use Google Podcasts anyway. Apple Podcasts and Spotify are the only two I really cared about getting on to. And you could also listen to this podcast on Breaker, Radio Public, or TuneIn Radio if you are as irrelevant as the sites themselves. So that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks for listening, guys. And we hope to have you back right here on the Dylan Farley podcast as soon as you can. Make sure you turn on notifications on whichever streaming platform you are using. Make sure you subscribe or follow, whatever the option is, so that you know when there are new episodes out so you can be all over those drooling like a butcher's dog to listen to those things. Courtesy to Mike Lang for giving me the base of that line. He's like the greatest hockey commentator ever. You gotta love that guy. So, we're gonna give you a reward for listening to this. Um, you have another minute 35 of this song. So, yippee. Thanks for listening, guys.
It's up to you, New 